0: Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if you were to ask me, are you a sports fan? I would say yes. But if you took a closer look at my claim, you might change your mind. It really depends on what you're talking about. Let's consider just the, the major team sports leagues in the U.S., Let's start with Major League Soccer. Can I name even one team in Major League Soccer? I cannot. So that doesn't make me much of a fan. Not one team. The NHL. I can name maybe three-quarters of the teams. I have never been to a game. I'm planning to go to one. Do I root for anybody? Nah. Not interested. If They're on TV? Nah, I'm not interested. Just don't watch it. Major League Baseball. America's sport, right? I grew up in Wisconsin. That gave me my Wisconsin loyalties. I am at least nominally a Brewers fan. Have I been to a game lately? No. If they're on TV, do I watch it? Maybe the ninth inning of the playoffs. <laughs> Other than that, no. Do I have any any clothes that say Milwaukee Brewers? Absolutely nothing. Can I name people on the team? Uh, maybe a few, not much. The NBA for nearly fifty years, the Milwaukee Bucks were just an afterthought. Then they won a championship, and now they're one of the top teams. Did I watch them play all the games in the championship? I did. Do I watch them now when they're on TV? I don't. Not at all. Can I name the players on the team? Uh, the starters, yeah. The bench people? Probably not. I'm not even sure about one of the starters, to be honest with you. The NFL. Now we're finally getting to it. Did I watch the game last night? Yes, unfortunately I did. Do I watch all their games? I do. Have I gone to any of their games? Two this year. Do I have any clothes that say Green Bay Packers on it? I have a section maybe about that thick. Plus two hoodies and a jacket. Do I have any paraphernalia? Yeah, Do I to go look in my office? I, I certainly do. Do I read articles about them? Every chance I get. Uh, that's where I'm a sports fan. Everything else, it's like, eh, not that interested. But I will admit this. Even after last night, sports is just entertainment. That's all it is. And sometimes it's not entertaining. It just leaves you frustrated. But that's all it is. It has nothing to do with my survival. It has nothing to do with my family's well-being. It has nothing to do with why I'm here on earth. And it certainly has nothing to do, despite maybe some of the jokes you've heard, about our eternal life. It's just entertainment. That's all it is. But when we're talking about Jesus, when we're talking about Jesus' call to us, that's a different story. That is everything, really, to do about why you're here. That is everything to do about eternal life. how committed are we to Jesus? I gave you that walk through my sports loyalties to kind of give you an idea of a commitment scale. You know? Everywhere from Major League Soccer to the NFL. Okay? As a metaphor for our walk with Christ, where do you fall? Where is Jesus to you? Where is being a disciple to you? Is it Major League Soccer? Is it Major League Baseball? Is it? NFL? Is it beyond that? If you look at the outline, uh, the first major point in there I call tangential Christianity. And I can't help but feel that for a lot of people, that's what their faith is. It's, It's a tangent to their life. It it isn't the main thing. And if you're not that into math, tangent means it's just just touching it. it. They could leave it. They could take it. They identify with it. But what does it look like? Well, they believe. Oh, please, please, please. If I ever ask you about your faith, do not lead off with the line, well, I believe in the Lord. That just makes me want to vomit. Okay? I believe in the Lord. I bet you eight out of the ten of people who come in to get financial help, when I ask them that question, they go, I believe in the Lord. You believe what? Satan believes in the Lord that he exists I guess that's a step above I don't believe he exists but it much of a step it's not a very helpful or descriptive step but a lot of people believe in the Lord just look at the surveys but listen to what Jesus says when he says very few are saved is there evidence of connection to Jesus at all? In, in life. For a lot of people they don't really they aren't distinctive from anybody. They may claim Christianity, they may say they believe in the Lord, they may know some of the stories but that you can't see it. If I were an outside observer trying to look at you scientifically to figure out whether you're a Christian or not, I, I couldn't do it if you're tangential such a faith picks up all its values from from the culture and so it looks like the culture and it blends in with the culture and you know what such a faith if it really was in a different culture and one that threatened it every day it would probably fall it'd either fall or it'd be the best thing for it finally you'd have to stand up and and be strong Does tangential Christianity survive to eternal life? And that is a—that's the big question. And the answer is a definite maybe. Because a lot of people who let their faith just be a tangent, they fall away over the course of time. They just can't run the course, and it's—it's it's open. They're falling away. It's not just thought to be so. Others, they do become an empty shell. And then I'm reminded once a year, you know, when the cicadas come out and they cling to some tree or something and they shed their exoskeleton and it's still hanging there. That is always a metaphor to me about empty Christianity. It still kind of looks like it. It's cultural, but that's all it is. There's no substance to it. And Scripture speaks of that. He speaks of people coming to the door of, of the banquet of eternal life and knocking on the door going, Lord, Lord, let us in. And the Lord says, go away. I never knew you. but But we prophesied in your streets and blah, blah, blah go away from me you who do evil there was not a connection to jesus but i said maybe because there also is in scripture in the the three little pigs passage that i talk about first corinthians 3 a picture of judgment day and it's talking about the person's deeds all burnt up But they themselves are saved, it says, but only as one escaping through the flames. Grace somehow clung to them, and they were saved. But tangential Christianity is not the way, I don't think, that anybody wants to live, and anybody wants to be true of them. It is dangerous. It is deceptive. It is unrewardable. And it certainly isn't what Jesus seeks when He calls us. Just think of the people who are in our readings, all three of them. Jonah. I don't know if he was exactly what God wanted. He came around, but only through some real... uh, I don't know, call it stern action on behalf of God. Paul, you know, he was called, he was called in a very radical way. And, and yet he did respond. And he responded uh, with a great deal of, of zeal in what he did. And Simon and Andrew in the gospel we have. Um, they would go on to very great things but right immediately it says and they dropped their nets and left it all behind now I'm not saying that you're like Jonah you're supposed to go to Nineveh or I don't know where, Boonville, somewhere else Um, our callings are not quite the same as, as these guys but you got to remember that our natural state was to be spiritually dead so to be somebody who can say I, I believe the story of Jesus I, I believe the promise of forgiveness of sins that doesn't happen unless you are called by the Holy Spirit and when you are called by the Holy Spirit, what are you called to? Not just to be a believer, not just to be able to say, oh, I believe in the Lord, but to be a disciple, just like any of those guys were disciples, maybe even greater ways than than those guys. And so we are called not to be tangential in, in any way, but to be committed and how? Well, for sake of alliteration, I've, I put three things there that all start with R. Repentance, for one. That the people God calls are, are to live every day, watching how their sinful nature guides them, well aware of what they are as far as being a sinner. And not just being okay with it, but fighting it and confessing it and being repentant. That's one thing they were called to do. Look at the Ninevites. That's what they were called to at first. For that matter, Jonah, he had to repent. Or Paul, they all had to repent. Just some of them are more dramatic. And then relationship. And here's where I feel some people kind of fall in a hole. You know, you, you can know the, the right answers. And you can be immersed in the culture. But if you don't get a sense that, that you have an interactive relationship with the living God, that you walk with Him. Every day, that you speak with him every day, that he is guiding you and working through you, that he teaches you all the time. If you don't get that sense of relationship, then I think you're on a very slippery slope. I think the whole thing feels like a religion to you. And when it is just a religion, then what's its function? It very easily becomes tangential. But when you, 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 God breaks through to you and says, I'm here, I'm listening, let's go, that's a very different thing, right? Sometimes it just requires making the effort to pray, making the effort to allow yourself to be taught, God works that way. And then, and then, response. Jonah eventually went, right? He, he was still grumbling. You can grumble, just go. Paul, he responded like like few others. His, the section that we read, he's, wrongly convinced that that Jesus is coming, the world's coming to the end in his lifetime but he's not off the mark in saying the time is short because his lifetime is going to be short and so is ours so we got X amount of time and we don't know how long it is and it's not that terribly long even if we're young and, and so what should rise to the top is our relationship with God it should not be at the bottom which is tangential and then I mentioned also Simon and Andrew and Simon of course is Peter and he ends up being a leader of the church after being somebody who says "Yeah, I don't know who he is they all respond we can respond but we have to look, and I want you to look real closely at where you are at. Because this matter, first of all, it's what God wants. Second of all, it's what our life is about. But third of all, it is being tangential is not too many steps away from falling away. And while it is the grace of God that brings us entirely to faith, and the gifts of God that are going to preserve it, if it's going to be preserved, the use of those gifts do do require a certain amount of action on our behalf. So where are we at? You can say that God has called you by the Holy Spirit, or if you can't, if you can't, And you, you say i'm not sure about the story of jesus and i'm not sure about the promise Then know this much that god is working on you today He wants you to know and believe For most of us if not all of us who are looking you've been baptized into jesus that puts you in a whole new status You are connected to Christ you are part of the body of Christ you have all the righteousness of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit within you do you see that are you walking with him are you moving forward in faith or are you just living here that's the question and because you are alive I know the last one can apply. You can make a course correction if you need to. Right? You may not have used all your time in your life the way God has wanted it to be used. We probably, none of us have. But we can open our eyes now and walk with Him. Yeah, we don't see him like Peter and Andrew, but he is nonetheless here and nonetheless on his mission and powerful, and he can be powerfully working through you. So I pray that that is what you want. That you don't want your faith to be Major League Soccer. You want it to be NFL, in this case, in my scale. And may Jesus lead you to great things and empower you to all eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen.